You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Thank you, Emily. Good morning and welcome to a Morning Breath, a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. How, you might ask, does that happen? Well, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord. We do a morning devotion with uh, with the Word of God, with Jesus, and it's just a, a good way to stay in the Word. It's one way. It's not the only way, but it's a good way to stay in the Word on a regular basis and to go through it in order. And so we've gone through uh, Matthew 17 today. Uh, I and a co-host read it at home, then come down to the studios here at the Maradon Campus of East Coast Christian Center. Then we read it on the air, and we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks for being here with me today. Great to be here. I always love doing the show, and I love when you guys are joining us and listening yes. to us, and, and that way you can know what chapter we're going to be in. You can read along with us, and you do that with the Morning Breath Guide. You can jump on the East Coast app. Make sure you've downloaded that. Go on the website, eccc.us, and you can find our podcast there along with the chapter guide that tells you where we're going to be, where we've been. Yes. Uh, also, you can call the office, 321-452-1060. We can email you that information if we need to. Give it. To you. We can even put it in an envelope and put it in the mail. If we can find a tree and make paper, we'll do it. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. But we can email it, too, and that's cheaper for everybody and better for our environment. I think. Pretty soon they'll say, there's no more silicon left. You know, <laughs> silica's all gone. But anyway, yeah, so we got a couple of announcements we want you to be aware of. You know, we do our recording for our online services, which we'd like to invite you to, our online services. If you're not yet going to in-person church, uh, join us online. Again, that's eccc.us. You can get to it from there. But we actually record that on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And if any of you out there would like to come to a service on Wednesday at 10 a.m., we have those available. We're recording the service. We'd love to have you there. It's nice to have a, a somewhat of a group there uh, for especially the pastors. He's sharing the word to have some you know, feedback. So if you'd like to come, we'd love to have you at 10. Yeah, you should join us, and you should also join us for Christmas Eve services. Woo-hoo. They start tonight, actually. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Today's the 23rd, Pastor Dan. Uh-oh. I hope you've done your Christmas shopping. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> most of it. Oh. I uh, I want you guys to come and, and join us. Go online. Uh, you need to get tickets. They're free, uh, but we need to you know have the space reserved. So if you haven't done that already, you need to jump on our website right now. Jump on the app and uh, find uh, the service that you want to attend and grab some tickets. We've got two tonight, and then we've got three uh, here at the Parkway campus tomorrow. We've got them at all of our campuses yes. uh, tomorrow. So uh, the 23rd and 24th, some great service. I mean, it, this is just a great way to to embrace the fullness of the season is get into church, yeah. celebrate Jesus, sing some great songs. Yeah, especially if you've been feeling like you should come back to church. Well, what a great time to start it up again. Yeah, And we're going to go into the new year soon, and, you know, we've got some— uh, things that we're going to do to help us go into the new year. And uh, what a great way to start. Just come back to church and get involved Christmas Eve. We'd love to have you. And we are keeping the spaces real safe. And we'll doing the tickets. One of the reasons is to make sure we don't overload the space and keep it a safe environment. Anyway, it's out there for you. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, that's it. Let's read us a chapter of the Bible. Matthew chapter 17. Yep. We're both reading from the New King James. And it's not that long of a chapter. The verses aren't that long either, so I'm going to read the first 13 because there is a nice break there and let you read the last 14. Would that work for you? Sounds like a plan. We're okay. reading from the New King James, like you said, yep. and uh, I'm going to say unto you, Pastor Dan, in morning, breath, in morning breath fashion, 
read, sir. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. Verse 14, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. When they had come to Capernaum, those who had received the temple tax, I'm sorry, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come to, into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Amen. Uh, Pastor Mark, I just, just check with you. I know this probably happens less to you than it does to me, but do you ever say something stupid? Uh, more than I would like to admit. <laughs> Boy, me too. And I, I just get that impression, you know, listening to Peter in this chapter. He speaks up a couple times. Um, man, you've got Jesus transfigured. 
you got Elijah and Moses, and Moses is an incredibly important figure in Judaism. Yeah. Elijah may be the, most, the prophet that most epitomized the power and majesty of God in, in a prophetic form. And Peter just says, hey, guys, you know, do you think we should build you three, uh, you know, workshops here where, you know, three tabernacles, three little places? I mean, he just speaks up. And he was the kind of guy that maybe spoke up when he was nervous. That's what I was just thinking. You know, yeah. as opposed to the other person that when they're nervous wouldn't dare say a word. And so I get it, and, you know, uh, I get where he's at. And then he kind of does it again towards the end of the chapter. It says, when they come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher pay the temple tax? Well, yes. <laughs> he didn't know. I mean, he's like, he's spitballing. He's yeah. answering for Jesus. And uh, I would have said, I don't know, ask him. You know, why don't you, why are you asking me? Why don't you go ask him? But he says, yes. And so then it says, Jesus anticipating him. Kind of puts him on the spot a little bit, like he's fishing around in there and says, well, who pays taxes, the, the kids or the strangers? And Peter went, the strangers. And I know he's thinking, I would have been thinking, oh, my gosh, now I said he pays it and he isn't going to because he's a son and, mm. you know, he doesn't need to pay it. I would have got nervous right there and said, okay, now I'm in trouble. Yeah. And nevertheless. I think that's where Peter lived. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm in trouble. Yeah, he lived there. That was his his (laughs) second home or maybe his first home. But then Jesus, you know, bails him out and then gives him a way to pay it. You know, go go do what you know how to do. Go catch a fish and in its mouth will be a uh, four denaria coin or whatever it was that was was in his mouth uh, to pay the bill. But yeah, I just like think I say something stupid, you know, every once in a while. Uh, you know, and I thank God that Jesus is kind to me Amen. in this situation. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love this part of the of the chapter because there's there's actually a few things in here that that jump out at me. I love the fact that Jesus, uh, first of all, he knew there was a tax due. Um, he understood <laughs> all that stuff, and he wasn't he wasn't deviating from what he was called to do in order to go find the solution to that. That's right? cool. He he was he wasn't yeah. going. Oh, I'm called to do this, but I have to stop doing this, and now I have to go do something I don't want to do in order to make this happen. Which is, a, a, frankly, it's how a lot of us live. You mm-hmm. know what we feel like? Oh gosh, I, you know I really would. I really feel like I'm supposed to go do this, but I have to go chase provision in order to pay the bills and survive. And so I'm giving up my calling mm-hmm. in order uh, to live that way. And it's hard. Um, but Jesus, I think he demonstrates here. Look, uh, not only does he not deviate from what he's called to do. But like you said, uh, you know, Simon was a fisherman. If yeah. there's anybody who's going to go yeah. right quick catch a fish, it's going to yeah. be him. You know, if I, Pastor Dan, you're you're known as being a great fisherman. You 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 love to fish. You've been doing it for a long time, and you do it really well. You know, if I if I got it in my head, I really want to catch a fish. I would go to you, and I'd be like, hey, take me fishing. I really want to catch a fish yeah. because I know we'd catch we one. We could do it. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. I wouldn't go to somebody who's like, oh, I don't really know. You yeah. Know? And so uh, having that background, so, so Jesus said to Peter— Look, you know how to do this. Uh, go yeah. grab your pole that you already have in your hook. Go throw it in the lake, and you're going to catch the fish. And the provision is already there. You're not going to be there all day. Come on. He said, catch the first one, the first fish you catch. You're not going to stand there all day trying to figure out which one it is. And so the provision was already made without him having to be uh, deterred or distracted from what he was called to do. But I also love what Jesus said. He said, uh, do the kings of the earth— Take customs from taxes or from their uh, t- customs or taxes from their sons or from strangers. Peter said to him, "From strangers." Jesus said, "Then the sons are free." Mm. 
That, I love that. That's a great I, that line. Stirs, that that's that a great line, line stirs yeah, me every single line. time I read it. The yeah. sons are free, and I, it just it reminds me that whom the son has set free. He's the it's he's the son. Free speaking to the sons, but yeah. also that I'm a son. Yes, you know I, I'm, I've been adopted in, and I have received a spirit of sonship, and yeah. and you know I'm free. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I we'll go further on that. The sons are free, but I just want to say it reminded me, you know, of this thing where you said leave leave your calling, leave maybe the important to go run after the the emergency. Uh, a lot of times in our lives, we spend more time putting out fires instead of building houses, mm. as an example. But Nehemiah was uh, sent by God on a mission. He had a role and uh, to play and a job to do. And so he went to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but he was there more than than just rebuild walls. He was rebuilding the the character and the confidence and the, you know, just the whole Jewish nation was kind of like their walls broken down and, you know, burnt and, and, and rubble was involved. And so he went in there to fix it. And so while he's fixing it, lots of things happened to try to stop him. And one of those times, this guy named Sambalot and, and, uh, Geshem was one of them. One guy was, you know, just different names. So they're in the plain of Ono. I love the plain. (laughs) They're in the plain of Ono. They sent messengers, verse 3, chapter 6. So I sent messengers to them. They had said, come, let's talk about what you're doing. You know, come down from the work, come down from the calling, get out of doing what God's told you to do, and come on over here and talk. And it really was an ambush, and it was a bad situation, but I love what Nehemiah said. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave and go down to you? Amen. And it's just a great picture of having your focus on staying you know, focused on on the things of God and not on, you know, the the emergencies, the fires. I think there's a verse that says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Mm. And, uh, you know, you end up going to take care of this little thing that ends up keeping you from, from accomplishing this big thing. But here's the cool part. A lot of the big things we accomplish in God, because the sons are free, and because God has already made provision for you, it just takes you being simply obedient in a small manner for a huge breakthrough wow. to come in your life and maybe in the lives of others around you. When I think too, Pastor Dan, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I think the thing that probably causes us to chase those fires all the time is that we forget that we're sons. Mm. You know, I could I could sit here and go, you know what, if if I was focused on the fact that I am a son of God, <laughs> then when a fire popped up, I wouldn't freak out. I would go, you know what, my dad's got this. Come on. You know, it's a different yeah. type of thinking. It's yeah. just remembering what, you know, cause, because good. he's talking to Peter. He's not just talking about himself. He's talking no, to Peter. Absolutely. who's a, these, these scribes and Pharisees would not have seen Peter as a son. Yeah. And it didn't say, he didn't say their son is free. Yeah. He said, you know then the sons are free. Yeah. And right now it's Peter and Jesus. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So remembering that that sonship is so valuable and so important and that God, if you remember that you're a son or a daughter, whoever's listening, 
that that the king is your dad, mm. then he is going to make provision. And when that fire pops up, it's going to be easy to freak out. But Jesus, you know, I've been noticing this as I, as we read through the book of Matthew and as I read through the Gospels, Pastor Dan, Jesus is always saying, he. I'm trying to remember if he says it in this chapter anywhere. Yeah, he says it at the end of uh, the Transfiguration. He's always saying, do not be afraid. Mm. Yeah, Jesus is always saying that. Yeah. Do yeah. not be afraid. Why? Because we get afraid. Arise and do not be afraid. Yeah, yeah. he's always telling it because we get afraid. We look at what's going on in the world and we get afraid. And he's always trying to tell us, hey, look, you're you're my kid. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I just think it's a good word. It, it's a great word. And, and remembering that we're sons and daughters is incredibly important. How, what would be a, is there any idea you have, Mark, on a tool to kind of help us do that? For me, um, I think that it, how you start your day is important, how you think in your day. And having maybe some moments in your day that are reminders that get you on track. Because, you know, I can put my head down and work hard. You know, and I look up and it's, wow, it's 4 o'clock. How did I get here? Mm -hmm. You know, or it's 6 o'clock. How did I get here? You know, having just a few things in your day, that's one of the reasons I think it is good to pray over your food, not to pray religiously, but to actually, you know, pray and just have a conversation with Jesus yeah. over your lunch or, you know, maybe I get up. I, I always say this is, I don't always, I almost always say, this is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That focus on the Father, that focus on being a son or a daughter, and I need reminders during the day to keep yeah. me on track. And so, I don't know, if you got any other things that you do or any, what I mean, Having worship music on when you get in your car. Having or, worship music yeah. on is a big deal. You know, what you're listening to, you know, trying to put the Word of God in you as much as you can. And I think here's the – I don't know if I have things specific like triggers, but I, I have um, the mindset that I really – it's so important that Jesus taught us that God is a Father. And I think that the perspective that we have of who God is, whether we see Him as God – or will we see him as our father? Sure. And and making that transition in your mind, and then as you begin, like when you start your day praying, I try, I catch myself a lot of times, and I, I don't mean it in a bad way, but like I, I'll pray, and I'll start praying, Lord, I thank you for this, Lord, I thank you for that. He is Lord. Yes. But even when I hear myself saying that, I stop, and I go, you know what, Father, you're my father. And I, I want to remind myself consistently, and even in that that early morning prayer time, you're my father. And if I can build that into my mind and transform my thinking to understand and operate from a place that he is a father, then that helps me to take my place as a son. And I think that that is something that has helped me uh, a lot, is just really striving to make that a conscious decision. I think you really hit on something there. It's almost like you reach a tipping point in your thinking. And how do you reach that tipping point? You said, I get transformed. Well, the Bible says that, that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of speaking to the choir and that we're on morning breath and we're talking to people who, who do read their Bible and study. But it's so important for you to read your Bible. It's so important for you to get the truth of this scripture in your heart. And there does, there's tipping points in your life where you, I can remember the day the circumstance and situation where, where uh, just a couple of areas for sure where I realized Jesus was the healer mm. and that he wanted me well, he wanted my family well, and that I needed to begin to live my life and pray, not like somebody who, you know, didn't have this benefit, but someone who had the benefit of a God who healed and wanted me well. I, I reached a tipping point. Now, I, I do want to say this. I do believe you can lose that kind of stuff. 
If you just quit, you know, in the words, stop going to church, stop feeding your heart, watch TV and hang out and, you know, like that, you can actually lose some of these things in your thinking and the way you live. So I'm, I'm not saying once you get it, it's always there, but there is a tipping point where you, the first time you heard our father who art in heaven, you didn't have God as your father all dialed in in your heart yet. Not at all. It had to grow and be built in you till you reach kind of a tipping point to where even you remind yourself, Yeah, Lord, 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 wait a minute, Father, you know, I had a friend that always said, Daddy God. It's not how I like to say it, but whenever they said it, it reminded me. And that's what Abba Father means, yes. you know, it's Daddy God. Uh, so they weren't wrong, uh, but it always it, it was always a good reminder to me, hey, talking about our dad here, yeah. talk about our father. Yeah. yeah, and to me, when we talk about sonship, it's so important to me because I, I feel like I can fight for something more effectively when I when I know <laughs> that I'm a son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're like fighting for to believe for something. You believe you're standing on the word for for healing, for provision, for a loved one. Uh, you know, for you you name it, whatever it is. Um, and I'm sure with having been through 2020, we could all not have <laughs> to look far to grab something that Pick we're standing. Sixteen things. <laughs> yeah, but when I when when I kind of and I've learned a lot of this from you, Pastor Dan, and just you have that that warrior mindset when it comes to the things of the Spirit, and I feel like that is a great mindset to have, but I have it from the place of sonship. Yeah, and, and in other on. words, I have it from a sense of, this is my right as a son. I have been, the, my Bible says that I am a co-heir with Jesus, come and on. it's my right as a son, and I'll be darned if I'm not going to fight for this thing, because I have, to, and not be let, you know, don't believe a lie, well, maybe this isn't for me. You're a son, you're a daughter, it's yours, fight for it. But but I did something wrong, Pastor Mark, what, what? You know, I'm no longer. Where does that leave me? Yeah, you can't. You can't lose that sonship. It, you, you've Come been. On. A, you've, you were adopted in not by what you did, but by what Jesus Come did. Come on. So if you, if Jesus is the one who purchased your sonship, then you can't be the one that sells it. That's right. Well, what about I? I don't really feel like a son. Yeah. You know. You know. You know. If you go by your feelings, I'm answering my own question. If <laughs> if you go by your feelings, just think about where your feelings have got you in your life. Maybe your feelings did okay when it comes to relationships, but I'll bet your feelings messed you up on several of them. You know, if you went by your feelings, I've I've been in situations before where I felt like this person was against me, and you know the truth turned out they were for me, mm. but I felt. Your emotions and your feelings can lead you in the opposite direction of yep. what the Word of God says. Now, do I like feeling good? Absolutely. Do I like having great emotions? You bet I do. But they are not number one. The Scripture's number one. The truth is number one. And then what I've found is the more I understand the Scripture, the more my emotions and my feelings line up with the Scripture. Now I feel good about healing. Now I feel good about God taking care of me. I feel good about my children when the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. I feel good, you know, that a child brought up in the way shall not depart from that way when they're old. I've believed and trusted in these things for a long time and they give me hope and yes. confidence. That's what the Word of God can do And that's do what, and so it kind of reminds me of something that went through my mind earlier when you were asking about how or what are ways we can begin to think Come about on. this, and it's to understand what's from God and what's not. You mm. know, this has been a yeah. year where uh, a lot of fear 
has been sown. Yeah. Um, and so it's very easy for thoughts of fear to come against you. And it's a feeling. It's a feeling of fear. Mm. Now, I can believe that feeling mm. of fear and I can act out of that. Or I can stop. And, and I've definitely been very tempted, and I'll admit I've even done it. I, you know, I've acted out of fear. I've been tempted to act out of fear, and I had to stop and go, wait a minute. I'm about to act out of fear, and God, that is not God's voice. My Father does not speak to me through fear to lead me to make decisions. And so as I begin to recognize this feeling does not line up with the nature and the character of my Father, I'm not. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to act in this feeling. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to bring this thing captive. I want to get his thoughts on this deal. I'm telling you, if you'll just put the hold on the feelings that you know aren't from God, it'll save you a lot of frustration. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. 
It says in verse 7, Pastor Mark was, uh, we closed at the main portion of the program with uh, Mark talking about fear. Pastor Mark said uh, some great things about it. Let me read verse 7. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. That's, that's where Jesus is at. He's always saying, Fear not. I am with you. Do not be afraid. Uh, the important reason I believe Jesus doesn't want us afraid. It's like when the, when the man heard his daughter was dead. He turned to the man and says, fear not, only believe. Why? Because fear and faith are twins on a lot of levels. Faith believes something they have not seen or experienced yet, and faith brings that to them because faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I believe for, let's say, we talked about early healing in my body, my faith grabs that and pulls that to me. Fear, on the other hand, also believes that something's going to happen that's bad. And so it's almost a, a negative mirror of faith. And when you walk in fear, you're pulling stuff to you. Job said this, that which I have greatly feared has come upon me. What you put your faith in, whether something bad, fear, or something good, God, faith, makes all the difference in the world where yeah. you're at. Yeah, Get your eyes on Jesus. Do it. God bless yeah. you guys. Have a great Christmas Eve Eve. Yes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.